Konnichiwa, everybody. Uh, this is not just any book club. Book ends. Uh, we are doing books. the show not about books. We're doing um, Japanese month, essentially. Japanese lit, uh, which means for the movie, we have to do a Japanese movie. And the best or most famous Japanese movies are often anime. Uh, so we've done an anime movie um, from Studio... Is it Ghibli or Ghibli? Uh, Ghibli. Ghibli. Um, uh, you might have heard of it. It may or may not be probably the most famous anime movie to come out of Japan. Uh, it's called Spirited Away. Hmm. <laughs> ah, so excited. Yeah. Directed by Hayao Miyazaki. What a guy. I am the only one who this is my first time seeing it and I came away with a unique take which we'll get to later yeah um if you don't know what this is we're usually oh a book I know we're bringing this back we always bring it up back but um <laughs> well we're a book club that likes to explore different topics each month uh, right now uh September 2021 it is Japanese fiction um we're doing spirited away and um we all decided to do this movie because we just have an appreciation for the culture i'm justin and pierce Emma. yeah and, and <laughs> yeah and yeah we're, we're gonna you know discuss this movie discuss the themes the nuances um and if you want to get caught up with all of us follow us at not just any pod on twitter.com uh, where I occasionally tweet a meme. Maybe we uh, may tweet two memes this month. I don't know. I've been slacking. But the show must go on. Anyways, um, let's do a summary of this movie. Say, who wants to do a summary of the movie? Oh, I'm yeah. Summaries, man. I'll go through it. I just, I, yeah. this is my first time watching it. Uh, let, let's, let's go. Here we go. Okay. Ooh. So uh, the main character, Chihiro, she's moving to a new town with her parents. Uh, she's going to go to a brand new school and everything. Uh, and they're on the road. That's where we open. They're on the road. They're making their way. Their parents are like, hey, you're going to miss it. Don't worry about it. It's going to be great. You're gonna be great in the new town. It's going to be awesome. Um, and then they pull, uh, they, they take a turn and they come across what appears to be a tunnel. Uh, but this tunnel is weird. It's not like big enough for a car. So they get out and they're like, oh, let's go exploring. And um, Chihiro, the main character, is like, no, that's, that, that place looks creepy. Let's not. Uh, and then their parents do it anyway. Um, Chads. <laughs> and then uh they they come out on the other side and it is a um it's a theme park that apparently there were a lot of theme parks built in the 90s in japan uh and some of them were abandoned i imagine that's a real thing maybe it's not it um, was it was yes uh <clears throat> so they're there for a while and it feels like there's people there but like there you don't see anybody um and then they come across just fresh food laid out and they're like oh we'll you know we'll eat we'll pay later um because there's nobody here might as well not let this food go to waste but Jahira's like no that's why are we eating other people's food and her parents don't listen at all to her at all in any way and they, they just have a lot of unease chowing down um and then uh what is it they 
does she like walks away for for a minute or two or is it that it starts to get dark yeah. so she leaves it gets a little dark i think it's yeah and then she's like paying attention to the building and i yeah. think i'm gonna get into that later because there's different language things on she, the building she um she starts like walking around and it's starting to get dark and then she comes across this bridge and out comes a young boy um or well, not a young young boy, but but a little bit older than her, not much older than her, I think. Um, and he comes out and he's like, "What are you doing here? Leave before the sun goes down and the lights come on, otherwise you won't be able to." Uh, and then she goes, tries to go and get her parents, but she returns and they've turned into pigs and they're dev- they're still pigging out. Um, and then she starts to see all these like spirits and stuff around her. Uh, she's running around. She's scared. Eventually, she um, she tries to get out, uh, and it's no longer ground between the theme park and the tunnel they came in on. It's now water. Um, we find out later she's entered the spirit world um, at this point, uh, and so she's scared. She like ducks into a corner, and then the the boy comes out, and he's like. Oh, don't worry. Here, eat this. Like it won't turn you into a pig. Um, she does. Uh, so she doesn't turn into a spirit. Essentially, uh, that's what he gave her. And um, then he's like, "Here, I'll help you. I'll help you. I'll, uh, let me let me get you a job so that way, you know, you don't get attacked or whatever." So they, he starts taking her over there. I'm gonna kind of speed along a little bit. I'm I'm gonna give too many details. <laughs> uh, he takes her over there, and then, uh the like there's all these like spirits and different creatures and stuff that look not human um and he tells her to hold her breath and she does so that way they don't know that she's human some somehow uh and then she can't hold her breath for any longer and one of them realizes it and then the boy uh, haku he distracts them and then she runs and he's like go find this person and she'll help you um or no way she he tells her to go down to the basement to try and get a job the like furnace mm-hmm. room mm-hmm. Uh, to, um, the she gave him the, guy, the name the guy with four guy. arms yeah the spider guy yeah need to look um, he may he might have had even more arms but either way uh she goes she gets down there and she's like hey can i have a job and he's like no uh the only thing that needs to get done down here is coal needs to get thrown in the fire, and I already have these little soot living creatures to do it. Um, and then another woman comes down. Lynn. Uh, a young woman, Lynn, yes. She comes Lynn. down, and she she's like, what? A human? And the guy, the spider guy is like, hey, take her upstairs, get her a job. She wants a job. Um... And she's like, fine, whatever. So she takes uh, Chihiro upstairs. Uh, hijinks ensue, but but Chihiro makes it there. Um, and she gets a job from, it's Zaniba, right? I know, um, Yubaba. Oh, right. You, Zaniba's the twin sister. Yeah, um, and that's after like persisting and persisting. And she can't actually refuse someone who asks for a job. It's like a whole thing. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go faster. Uh, okay. Faster, faster. Um, 
essentially she gets a job from her uh and it's to like clean the uh like bathhouse stuff um she gets into a situation one the on her first day when she's cleaning the dirtiest tub that this like filthy spirit comes in um and she cleans him uh this an important detail a spirit of some kind gives her a bunch tries to give her a bunch of uh little tickets to to help clear out and clean out the um the bath bath thing um and uh she doesn't take them from him and then he disappears and leaves them on the ground um and so she she is able to um clean up this really filthy spirit that comes in uh, and it ends up that it's like a very wealthy spirit but nobody knew that because he was covered in like mud and gross stuff mm-hmm. um and then she's like the hero for the night and uh Saki on 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 the house for everybody cuz she made everyone so much money um and then overnight uh the thing that the spirit that tried to give her those bathhouse cards realizes that uh the people in the bathhouse like money and gold so he starts trying to give people gold and whenever they take it directly out of his hands uh he eats them um so he he eats the first one and then he like finds a voice i guess he like steals the voice of whoever he eats or some, somehow um and the, so he's like, oh, you know, go wake everyone up. I want a bath and I have lots of money to spend. And he's like giving them gold uh, for, you know, bathing him and feeding him and stuff. And and um, Jihiro is the only one who doesn't wake up to do that. Um, but eventually she gets up and, and you know, she's just kind of like, I don't I don't really want to do that. Um and then it's at this point that she like goes upstairs and she sees that Haku, who has disappeared for a while, uh, is being chased by paper things that are cutting him and he's really hurt. And then he comes into uh, there's like a whole scene where he ends up coming in through the window and then he goes up into like the high tower where uh, Yubaba, her office is. Um and so she has to make her way up there. But in the meantime, she runs into the like no face spirit that's eating people. And it tries to give her gold because it's been working with everyone else. And she it wants to eat her for some reason. And she still doesn't take it because she's more worried about Haku. Uh, she eventually gets upstairs. Um, and essentially, we find out that Haku was stealing from Yubaba's twin sister, Zaniba. Um, he stole a little pendant. And um, Zaniba sent those paper things after him to try and like get it back and kill him. Um, and some 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 stuff ensues with like the magic related to. I'm trying to speed us along. Yeah, okay. stuff ensues with like the 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 paper related to like magic that was cast on it by Zaniba. Um, and then uh, some people are turned into animals and stuff. Uh, and then. Chihiro and Haku, in his dragon form, fall into a pit, um, and they barely, barely get out of it. Uh, and they both like fly into the boiler room uh, through like some vents and stuff. As they're like falling into the pit, they get out of there. 
uh, and Haku is not good. Um, so uh, Chihiro kind of like hugs him for a second, and then he spits out this black slug um, thing, this little black goo, uh, and Chihiro squashes it, uh, and then she's like, and then the the spider guy is like, you need to go here and do this in order to get this curse lifted to talk to this woman, talk to the woman who who cast it, um, and return the thing that was stolen. And he's like, here's a train ticket to go do that. Um, so she goes on her way out. She's like, Haku, pull you'll pull through. Don't worry about it. That that's not her exact words or whatever. <laughs> um and, uh, and, uh, then she goes she gets on the train um the no face it chases her down she gets into a confrontation with him because he wants her to take something from him uh and he chases her down she feeds him something that would transform him back into a more normal state that she was going to give to her parents it makes uh, him but, like regurgitate everything you're right yeah um and he kind of returns to his normal spirit state rather than what he was when he, after he had eaten everything um and then he he follows her out to the train she gets on the train with her and now he's like seemingly nice again uh like he seemed to be at the beginning um and then they get on the train uh this is if you've ever seen pictures of this movie you've almost certainly seen the picture of the two of them sitting next to each other on the train i feel like that's the only thing i've ever seen about this movie before i watched it <laughs> um you wanted this completely and, blind then right? <laughs> i yeah i did that was the only thing i knew was that they were on they got on a train at some point um <laughs> and that there's a spirit on the train with her <laughs> that's, that's literally all i knew uh so they get to the place where zaniba lives and they talk to her and uh she finds out that the slug was not part of the curse it was actually uh, uh, something that Yubaba gave to Haku in order to control him <clears throat> and that the curse had dissipated. Mm. Um, she doesn't find out right then, but we know that the curse dissipated because of love uh, that 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 Chihiro had for Haku. I think we already know that at this point, um, at least somewhat. Um, and then as she's leaving, uh, the no-face spirit stays behind uh, but Haku comes, uh, Haku wakes up and he goes up to Yubaba and he's like, hey, let her go. <laughs> let, let her go, please. Uh, and Yubaba is essentially like, no. And then he's like, but do it. And then she's like, all right, but one last challenge for her. Um, and then I'll let her go if she passes. Uh <laughs> I, I don't know why she did it, but 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 apparently. Um and uh then Chihiro comes back um with Haku because Haku goes to get her from from the uh Zaniba's place. Um and then she's a little out of order. No, this is the very end. Yeah. Cause he wakes up and then I said that she left, but I, I forgot that Yeah. It basically happens that like she gets there and then I think he wakes up and then we're shown like him talking to Yubaba and then he's there and then she leaves with him. Mm -hmm. um, 
but even even it, it might be a little bit out of order but that, all of this happens around the same time uh but on the way back she tells him his real name he's the spirit of the Ko- kohaku river kohaku river um he and he like there's this touching moment where he like turns back into his human form from his dragon form and they, he's like thank you uh, that's amazing like i now know my name um he's like self-actualized is the way that i put it when i was talking about this movie before mm. um and then uh they fly back together they get back and yubaba has set up the challenge it's hey which of these pigs are your mom and dad and if you get it right then i'll let you go and um the trick is none of them are no and chihiro knows that uh and so she gets she gets away uh and everyone is happy for her except for yubaba um but there there seems to be a twinge of like of 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 sympathy for that yubaba feels in in this scene i think um yubaba's baby um remember she like he turns into back into baby and he's like please she's my friend and that's another reason why she was like okay I I would I was gonna say we bring that up later because I didn't mention the baby before in the plot summary, but yeah, th- that's yeah. another reason. Um, and then she gets to leave with her parents, and Haku is essentially like, "I'll be okay. I'm I'm not. I don't have anywhere to go uh, to leave, but um, I'll stay, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put my foot down essentially and be like who I am uh, instead of just being Yubaba's henchman." Uh, and he's like, your parents are waiting for you at the precipice, at the tunnel. Um, and uh, you just can't look back. You can leave. You're free to go. Don't look back. You're, you're not, you you can't look back. Yeah, because um, like, you'll be trapped here if you do. Yeah, right. Uh, and then she gets back with her parents. She almost looks back, and then she doesn't. Um, hmm. And then they go back to the car. To me, it seems like it's been many years. Like, there's more trees, it looks like. Like, there's yeah. thicker covering. Like, yeah, they tried to... Like... They... Well, yeah, they tried to make it... They tried to imply it that, like, it did, maybe it didn't happen, but totally, like, you know, actually did happen, because the dust and there are more trees, and the yeah, cars... Yeah, there's plants it, growing on the car. It's clear that, that lots of time has passed, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, time passes... That faster, slower in the spirit world. It'd be slower in the spirit world. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it seems because now it's been many years, and then uh, as they're like getting in the car and driving away, because the car still works after however much time um, no. of just sitting there. Uh, her mom goes, "Oh, are you worried about school now that we're back on the road?" And she's like, "I think I can handle it." Yeah, I've handled uh, and then, worse. And then, and then credits roll, and that's yeah. the end of the movie. And then they do a second book, and they don't turn it into a movie. They don't. Yeah. Fun facts. Well, I watched the dub and the sub. Um, the, uh, the sub first, and the dub later. Pierce watched the dub, and Emma is sub. I've only sure. watched the sub. I've I... only watched the sub of this movie. I watched the dub and then went back to listen to the sub for a few particular words. 
to get mm-hmm. like a better meaning, but I, I have not watched the sub all the way through. And honestly, um, I know that there will be some purists here, but I, I may have preferred the dub just a little bit. Um, I was able I, to I, catch all the nuances and the voice acting and inflection. I, I think, I think, I with... think, I think for certain shows and movies, it's it like dubs are fine. I understand because subs are are much easier, um, mm-hmm. because you don't have to fit what they're Both saying within the like and the, map the like animation time frame it doesn't have to totally match but it has to be like you still can't be talking past when yeah. the mouth stopped moving and um, when that when that comes into play you know sometimes times of silence get yeah. over talked i know that yeah i forgot what show it was but um i the- it w- it was just a show that i an anime that i watched and they were like you have to listen to sub for this because there's too yeah. many like quiet yeah. moments yeah but and in 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 this case in the case of 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 a lot of the the studios films and in the case of like stuff like death note um everything i've heard about death it is note. that the dub the dub is like totally fine to watch like it's you don't lose much by the translation the only anime for... that pierce has watched dub all the way death through i've tried i have I have I have tried other anime, but that's the only one I've watched all the way through. Same. Oh yeah, technically kind of same here. <laughs> so, I've watched yeah. I've watched quite a few. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, she's more seasoned anime, but I have a firm grasp on the Japanese culture, at least in the modern age, post World War II. I'm very familiar with um Kira Kurosawa's works. Um, I, I've seen Seven Samurai a couple times. Um, also love Frank uh Ozu. Um, Tokyo Story is one of my favorite films, so I have I, I can't I know what the Japanese culture is like and what it's like over there. Um, and uh, I think this still might be my favorite Japanese movie, well, besides Tokyo Story. Um, like some in terms of like movies that came out for Japan, this like this just hits all the beats. Um, it has the best music. Oh my god, that soundtrack! Oh, so good, so good. Honestly, that might be my favorite part of the movie. Um, well, second to the animation, but like. On a second watch, I just I just start to notice like how much the music elevates like each scene um, to like mm-hmm. an emotional climax, and it carries so much emotional weight that it almost becomes like a character in of itself. Um, it like I can't imagine it um, without the music or without the same composer. I don't know who made the music, but Joe uh, Mamoru Fujisawa, bless you for making this music. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, it definitely some, adds to the emotion. Yeah, for sure. Um, it, it, it's it's beautiful, and I listening it to again, um, uh, watching this movie again, I you notice how like how there's seldom a moment of silence uh, without the music, um, which may it, which in some movies may be a bad thing because they could use music as like an emotional crux, but here it really acts as an augmentation of the movie, um, especially with emotional scenes. Um, and honestly, it is also enhanced with the dub. I know that Hayao Miyazaki um, has said that he prefers people watch um, his movies in the native language. Um, I think there were some exceptions to that. Um, I don't know what he said about Grave of the Fireflies. I don't think he directed that. But uh, with Parcaroso, he actually says that he prefers the French dub. I don't know why, but that, that's something. Um that's that's an interesting take because as long as as long as the dub is handled really well i do think it's probably better to watch it in your native language because i mean i've been i've been deep in language learning recently and there's 
It, it, a lot of it's so much more than just knowing what is said in a language. Like a, uh, even a, yeah. subtitles don't capture it exactly. if it's not in your native tongue because it's not it's it's again it's more than just knowing what was actually said like yeah. there's there's more nuance to it in in different languages yeah i i'm usually a sub purist but like i think with ghibli films i think are the exception because listening to the dub on um, this time around i was able to catch a little bit of nuances um like there was that crying you see like what is it when chohiro eats the rice ball um mm-hmm. the subversion of yeah. uh, just starts crying and i'm like oh okay um like it didn't really connect with me but with the dub version um her actually welling up with tears and then the music swelling up with that I'm like it got me i was like oh don't, don't, don't cry to hero stay strong and i'm definitely yeah. someone who likes subbed i think better yeah when i it know comes to anime yeah. for sure uh, i prefer but like it just immerses me yeah but with my experiences both i Honestly, I, I'm probably gonna watch the sub first, but like from future for future watches, I'm definitely gonna go with dubs for at least for Ghibli movies. Um I know controversially, I don't know if it was uh with this movie, but I know at least with How's Moving Castle, um they would add in like moments of just like music or ambiance to fill in the silence because they didn't expect American audiences to um like these pillow shots. Um, I think that's what they, I know Ozu called them pillow shots where basically just shots of nothing like the train scene, nothing really happens. It's just them chilling out. But um, it's like the highlight of the movie for me. Cause it's just like a moment of relaxation from all the chaos that happened before. Mm-hmm. And um, for an animated move to do that, that's aimed maybe directly at children. I don't, uh, well, it's aimed at all audiences, but it's made to appeal to children. Mm-hmm. Ballsy move, but you know, the Japan. thing I'm sorry. The thing about this animation is that it w- it was like groundbreaking for like the whole animation world. Um, it won an Oscar. I yeah, for uh, for it, best animated films, the yeah, only for best non English exactly. animated film to mm-hmm. do so. And it um, it was different from a lot of animation because it was completely hand drawn. Like well, none of it was computer okay. generated. No. Yeah, this wrong. film was no, no. this. There, no, no, there were some no moments. he's not saying that. Oh, okay. There were no, some this, moments that were CGI. Um, what is I, it? So they, I looked it up and I read up on it. So it's more so I oh. and I watched some videos about it, too. There is moments where they honestly, I don't basically what Miyazaki does is he does his hand drawn animation and he makes it to where there looks like there's camera movement and camera panning. Um. Also, yeah. Would you, um, would you say it was spanning. the first? It was the first what? Non-English animated film to be um, received. No, 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 no. What did? What did you? What was your actual statement on it, Emma? About the oh. hand drawing? Oh, it um was a completely hand-drawn film. Okay. Mm. Um, they used which um, was different this... from a lot of modern movies that were like completely computer-generated. Like that yeah, was but it was mostly this, a hand drawn animated film. I, I understand that that's that that's really cool, but like you can't really compare. I don't think you can compare that, like, as a factor against other movies of the time because we were first. That's when we were like first really getting into completely computer generated movies. Yeah, so well, it's yeah, like everyone not... was going in on that because it was a new thing. Thanks, I'm not God. saying that like it. It's not 
necessarily special, but it was one of those films where people were starting to get into computer generating and, you know, the way he did hand-drawn anima- animation to make it look like there was camera moving, it um, it reminds me. So the scene where she's running through the, the, like, walls of floors, yeah. you know? So, like, she's running and it looks like it's, like, going really fast faster. So that, um, I believe they might have actually used some yeah. computer-based stuff, but a lot of it was hand-drawn um, in the way they yeah. move the slide paper. It was paper. almost entirely hand-drawn. Yeah. It, okay. it wasn't about, like, um, ditching um, com- computer-style animation. It was, like, well, like infusing yeah. it just a little bit, like, peppering it in. Um, not to, like, steal away from the show. It's mainly um, hand-drawn animation, which, as always, it looks beautiful. Um it's um, probably still up there with the best animated film I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I would probably contest that, and I rival anybody to think of anything else I could even come close to it. Um, it's it's a really well made film. Um, like the imagination on display, um, like the the world building. I know that he Hayao Miyazaki. Um, he's very he plays his cards close to his chest he doesn't really tell where the influences come from but you can tell that this is from like japanese folklore i'm not very familiar with japanese folklore but um there's a lot um infused in it um just remixed slightly so you know you you can't really he makes it his own um and adapts it for a new yeah. audience many um, of the details like in the film are based off or like characters in the film are based off of figures in japanese folklore he um, does different characters are reflected in that I don't know too much about yeah. that Japanese folklore, but I know he has some parallels. I'm, we're American, so yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But we, we... yeah, you could you could speak. Oh no, I was just saying that it, it's very interesting how he um, builds, like, or culturally he weaves together incorporated different cultures um with the language there's actually some chinese influence from different characters which uh, Mm. we can get into in a little bit and then um he also took the american culture of how to immerse i think the audience which is why it did so well internationally um because he really catered to a lot of people who can enjoy animation yeah um Kind of speaking of which, to pivot, um, Pierce may have a theory about about this and what this all means. Before we touch on you the story, me, I, I just I just got to hear this. You want me to jump on my 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 theory about the under the work under the uh, the workings underneath Spirited Away? Yeah, from Pierce's perspective. Um, so I recently I've been taking a um, uh, a comparative economic systems class at my university and my my university professor's favorite two economies to um compare are the american economy and the japanese economy and his favorite factor to look at when comparing economies economic systems is uh families what is the family um what is what is the family like in each system Uh, And we haven't gotten too much into modern economies yet. We're going through like historical economic settings. I think we're about to do feudalism um, or historical economic systems. Um, But from what he's briefly touched on, 
from what I understand is that culturally in America, uh, the family is important and it has important fa- like it's a, has important factors in in life. But lo- by and large, like most people, their family is not important to the actual economic workings of society. If anything, we move away from our parents in order to, um, mm. you know, engage in the economy. Um, I won't get into why that is, but that that's just the way it is in the U.S. Um, but in Japan, that's not really the case. The family is viewed as an important part of um, of economics, uh, of the of the economic system, um, and I really think it's interesting that this film, the focus is definitely. Um, it's definitely a kind of coming of age story. It's a kind of coming of age into um, an economic system, into a, a workplace under a system. Um, it's you know, it's got anti greed themes. It's it's uh, she seems like lost in this new workplace and has to work really hard because mm. the boss doesn't like her. There's Can't lots of ask. like, <laughs> there's lots of lots of critiques and everything of of the japanese economic system um but i think one important factor uh that seemed to get brought up quite a bit more than would uh, than i would have thought um is that different family members came up quite often and obviously like part of the plot focuses around her parents so discounting that right um one of the uh, the spider guy he calls himself her like grandfather or something yeah something like um, that yeah commodity is his name I looked right he uh he he calls him her grandfather uh and then uh when she goes and meets the twin sister um zaniba uh she asks her to call her granny and of course uh, um and of course, that's like a term of endearment to call an or older respect. woman grandmother. Um, you would, I mean, I feel like that would also be the case in the U.S. If you had a really close family friend and you started calling her grandma, that would also be a term of respect or endearment. Um, but I think the fact that it, it it continuously comes up and the fact that Lin and Haku seem to take on um very protective familial sibling roles in her life in the spirit world uh, and they also look the most similar to her they're the most human looking uh people um in 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 the film besides the actual humans um i think that an important aspect of the theme of the movie is that family can help bring you out of um the corruptive aspects of the japanese economic system that he's critiquing uh and it is a type of capitalism but i'm not saying capitalism because japanese capitalism is different from american capitalism which is different from x and y capitalism um so i i think i think really uh miyazaki right miyazaki yeah. miyazaki um wow. he he is critiquing the J- Japanese economic system. He's critiquing consumer culture. Uh, he's critiquing greed. Um, but I think he's also uh, 
for for a positive aspect of of the movie, which there are many, but I think one positive aspect of the movie is that family is able to pull you out of the corruptive aspects of those systems. Um, the uh, Zaniba helps pull Chihiro out. Haku obviously helps pull Chihiro out. Uh, Lin. I don't, she doesn't help her pull her out. He doesn't, she doesn't help pull her out as much, but she definitely protects her in that system um, or attempts to. Um, He's supportive of like, yeah, the struggle of it. Right. Um, and then there's also, um, it's, it's a, I think this is, this is a, this is on a different note. Uh, but I also think like while he's critiquing it, he's not necessarily, um, promoting moving to a completely different system. And the reason I say that is because Haku becomes self-actualized. He knows his name and he's like, I'm going to take charge of my life here. I don't have anywhere else to go. So I'm going to make the best of what I, uh, of, of, you know, what is here. Um, and he doesn't have to leave the system to do that. Chihiro does. Chihiro has her family to to be with, and she's got a place to go, and she does leave the system. Um, but Haku kind of shows that you you don't have to uh, in order to be self actualized. Um, I mean, part of that though is person. Yeah, I, I've got something to say to that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? Zeniva and what was her sister's name? Yubaba. Yubaba? Yeah. Okay. I forgot what the evil one um, was. Yubaba is um, the evil one. Okay, Yubaba. yeah. So Yubaba is this evil capital, uh, this greedy, exploitive um, work leader boss thing. Um, interestingly enough, I, I'm pretty sure this has to be an intentional parallel um, with her twin sister, um, Zaniba, um, who lives on the outside of the system and is actually nice um, and polite and actually welcomes her hero coming in. Um, do you think you can draw any parallels with that? Um um yeah i think uh like basic the thing is basically every character has has a has good and bad aspects to it and when she first gets there zuniba isn't totally nice to her um uh i i don't think any character leaves the movie completely unscathed and i think that's what part of what makes it really good is that every character has good and bad aspects to them even chihiro um there are there are moments that chihiro has that are not not necessarily like evil but like not good um uh I don't, so I don't I don't think Zaniba is totally nice. Zaniba is actually when she was first portrayed in the um in her like spell paper form, uh she's portrayed to be like ruthless and and mean spirited and and not not nice. Mm-hmm. Um even though she lives outside of this this system that's under Yubaba. Um and the other thing, the other thing. The reason, the other reason I say Haku shows that you don't need to leave the system to be self-actualized is because there are other places to go in the spirit world, and he doesn't mm. go there. He stays in the uh, in the bathhouse. You also have to remember he was a river, you know, in like the real world, right? And, right, right, when right. She was right, a right. child, so basically, in that he technically can't even go back to the real world world because they built that dam the river's gone. Right. So right. he, but what he I'm, died but what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is he. 
would have other places to go in the spirit world should he choose yeah. to we don't yeah. see the entire thing we see that there's like two other places but i would imagine mm -hmm. between those two places and beyond those two places there are probably more places that he could go he doesn't but he chooses not to he chooses to return yeah. to the system he was in he was stuck in he was being controlled to stay in but once he's self-actualized mm -hmm. he he doesn't leave either uh, even though he, well, he couldn't go back to the real world, he could leave the actual yeah. bathhouse itself. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, um, uh, well, oh, sorry. One more thing before I forget uh, about the family <laughs> thing. Last last thing on the family thing. Um, the baby, the giant baby, uh, Yubaba's baby, um, he's mean to Chihiro, and he, to me, he kind of solidifies my theory in my mind um because he plays a, like a really good younger brother role um like baby brother role um you know play with me or i'll scream and you'll mm -hmm. get in trouble with mom um and then as him and chihiro like go through things together he gets turned into a rat uh, or a mouse um yeah. as as the two of them go through things like that together um he gains this respect for her uh that he didn't have before and that's kind of what you see in uh an older and younger sibling situation when the younger sibling is so much younger than than the older sibling is that there's this like there's this like tension between them and then they grow up together and there's this kind of newfound yeah. respect from the younger sibling as they see their older sibling um, go off into the world um i think that's for me that kind of that being modeled here kind of solidifies my my theory about the the themes and stuff that, that was pretty commendable <laughs> was, that, was that from a first watch without any external resources or no that just... that's i've actually tried to find other people who who also say there's kind of some inklings of what I'm saying, but nobody has anything like in depth, like what I've said here uh, that I've seen. Maybe, maybe someone does, but I in, in some light research, I haven't seen anything. First time I think, watch. Um, I think with the, the <laughs> you know, the discussion on family, um, it's a it's a good discussion to have. And I think another part of it, it's not completely family driven because in a way another part of this movie greed is you know it is mm. present and you also have to think where you know Chihiro she she isn't overcome with greed like other people around her yeah but there is a sense of I have to protect myself and you know that kindness so she's able to respect people which is how I think she gets close to them as if it's family. But then we also have to think in Japanese culture, you know, calling your elder, you know, grandma, granny, grandfather, that's typical culturally. It Just for someone being your elder, out of respect, maybe endearment, it doesn't necessarily have to be because you care tremendously for that person. Um, so I think it could go either way, but I do see how you relate that to an entire like kind of family concept in that because that is something that she needs in this film because she's separated from her parents and I think she does connect with people because she's lost and she loses her identity for a bit when uh, Yubaba 
takes her name and she is now Sen, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, and I think that is kind of like, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to say that the entire movie is just about family. I just think that like, there is this kind of underlying message about family uh, relating to the critiques on, on greed and, and economics and consumerism. Um, and that directly relates to Japanese culture. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the, the family, the family thing. I mean, um well both both things obviously yeah. but yeah. but the i just want to say um this movie was um written like japan in the 90s um suffered from economic stagnation um and i think this is where the war culture came in um so i'm assuming that Miyazaki uh grew kind of jaded with it and kind of wrote this movie in response i'm assuming that's why there's that economic boom and that's why the musical parks were abandoned after being made and that's why they were there. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I'm guessing he's sourcing from real life as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much real life there is um, of his real life influence. I know that he wanted to write this movie about, um, I think, his producer's daughter. Um, so th- there's definitely some real life aspects um, that he put up of himself into the movie. So yeah, yeah. And, and you know, with these themes that uh, I know we just talked about, one of the major ones being family. You know, that connects to the power of love. And you see that with, you know, any familiar and reactions and relationships that she has, but also the love she carries for Haku, which isn't necessarily love as in, I love you so much. I want to like, it's platonic, marry you. It's, it's like, it's it's like a respectful love, you know, Um, because she realizes that she knows him already. And that's Mm. why she can trust him so much because he saved her as a child and you know now they're meeting again and she yeah the, that the the word that they use in the japanese for like the original japanese is mm-hmm. i which is um a profound respectful love mm-hmm. um it's uh i i the, i went back and and listened to all of the times that they said love in relation to the relationship between uh, chihiro and haku because I wanted, I wanted to see if the if they had used like the familial love once, mm-hmm. but it was it was always just the not the not general love, obviously, but but um, like a, a you know a profound love for close something. connection. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, familial. Yeah. Um, they um, they do have a word for familial love, but I would imagine I is is used probably fairly generally um because when you type it in i i use the translator that i use for um german which is pretty good uh typically better than google translate are you gonna drop Um, the name and (laughs) uh, (laughs) yeah maybe maybe not while i'm in the middle of a train of thought um and and i is actually the first word for love that comes up they give you other options but um but I is the first word, which means to me that it is um, it is of course a, a more specific word for love than the word that we English speakers use. Um, but it is also like a word that they would generally use. Maybe like um, love for a best friend or for a mentor, or right, something like that. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's uh, really 
basically what I'm trying to say is uh, listening back to that got me nowhere on my theory because <laughs> because the 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 word I is used generally enough that it could could mean what I what I'm saying and it could also not at all mean what I was saying <laughs> so I think well, along with um, the the theme of family there's also the theme of the power of words and names because identity. that that really identity of course so that that really takes place in this mm -hmm. entire storyline because she's she's a she's trying to find her parents she learns very early on what her true name is um mm -hmm. because haku reminds her um because she had this yeah. slip of paper or something that had her name and so she's able to know that like you know there's something weird going on she needs to get her parents she does have this feeling of protection against uh, or for Haku, and I think that's reciprocated. Um, and then also finding her own sense of self. You know, she's a child, she's 10 years old, and now she's in the workforce. Um, yeah. She's thrown into this adulthood type of world. I, yeah. Um, to kind of add to that, um, I believe you said, like, it's about preserving your identity in a world that's kind of exploitive um again it's, she loses her name after signing on with this dubious contract that makes mm -hmm. her relinquish her identity um but uh throughout it um she finds she always she's almost like a paragon um almost to a fault in a way because she always does favors to other people um like what is it no face she lets it in mm -hmm. um and kind of has to have it on the bathhouse but um she still goes out of way to help other people um even at her own risk like saving Haku, even though she, she could have died. Um, what is it, like, mm -hmm. going on that surprisingly dangerous adventure to, like, like what is it, running on a pipe <laughs> on the edge of the wall? Uh, I'm like, whoa. There was there was also the stink spirit, which yeah. she was almost entirely the, like, the person taking care yeah, of it and was just like, let's yeah. go. And then she, like, out of that kindness, she gets something from that spirit. And yeah. this is like shown throughout yeah. the entire thing. It was kindness that brought No Face in, which is yeah. why he has a connection to her and yeah. why he listens to her more. Yeah, and refusing gold, um, again, is this her relinquishing greed? Um, again, mm -hmm. that's her kind of preserving um, her innocence um, and not letting the world like overcome her. And like, I think like when she um, refuses the gold, that, that was kind of like a karmic test because i think that was also around mm -hmm. the time when she was trying to find haku um so yeah. again uh trying to preserve her integrity and obviously it pays off for her because she you know she doesn't <laughs> get destroyed like everybody else in the bathhouse um mm -hmm. so there's that um kind but of after you off. know that oh i'm so sorry no no, no uh, I, that's my punctuating my thoughts you know after she refuses that gold um and you know how she's able to resist those feelings of greed um because she's girl on a mission you know mm -hmm. so, you know after you know looking at that she's also able to not judge these other spirits and people like on their greed she mm -hmm. knows that something happened partially it's her fault and yeah. so and she gives up part of the you know thing that could save her parents to save all these other people yeah. some of these spirits she has no idea who they are and she's able to take on this challenge while also having to take care of Haku, her parents getting to safety. Um, 
And I think that's pretty incredible, you know, just her storyline and her coming of age at 10 years old. (laughs) Um, She's able to get No Face out of there and also regurgitate all the spirits that he ate. (laughs) Also, I think um, this is because Miyazaki has a track record with basically all his movies making his um, protagonist just small, um, just young girls. um, And they, they, they almost never, I don't think they've ever had a romance. If I recall correctly, uh, uh, I think Howl's Moving Howl's Castle. Moving was... Castle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was kind of the exception. Yeah. But for the most part, like they're just kids. Um, they, they don't get into relationships. But um, yeah, I, I I feel like that kind of grounds the film because it just could be anybody. And he um, specifically tried to make um, the main character. Um, I think all the main characters not like too cute, too eye candy ish. It's just like they're just people, and they're not mm-hmm. drawn in a particular way to draw. Um, I do not want to say gays because that's, that's, that's attention. Uh, they're not attention. drawn there for you go. attention. Yeah, uh, they're not meant to be marketed anywhere. It's just um, it's not to draw away from the animation. Um, so there's also that, and um, yeah, it, it's a very subtle coming of age film. Um, well, the first time I watched it, the second time I watched it, it became very apparent that how much of a coming mm-hmm. of age film this was. Um, but that's besides the point. Um, again. This also infuses my, uh, Miyazaki's uh, politics about like anti-consumerism and being kind of a critique of it, um, and also the, I also think there's a bit of an environmentalism um, theme to it because mm-hmm. uh, Miyazaki is very very hard on that. Um, what is it like? Okay, there's the stink, um, the stink spirit, which um, there's a thorn in that stink spirit. She pulls it out. It's a bunch of um, human trash accumulating in that. Um, which I am I'm assuming that's Miyazaki just commenting on how we've got to, you know, trash the world and we probably shouldn't be doing that. And I'm assuming there are yeah. some other examples, but that was the big one. Um, very, also very the day about it. that blocks Haku or how yeah. he was a river that also like man-made substance that's yeah. stopped, you know, part of the earth. Yeah. And probably a bunch of other examples that I am kind of forgetting, but um, yeah. <laughs> um i mean also environment is a big part in it you know yeah i know it's huge again you know this is the guy that did princess mononoke um a movie that (laughs) was entirely about environmentalism but not black and white you guys should watch that movie by the way i need Um, to yeah um also just to uh refer back to the coming of age story i also think this is Miyazaki um by having her parents be nameless and essentially almost entirely spending the story as pigs I think that's just um, Miyazaki's way of showing that uh, that uh, children can be more innocent and possibly even more morally righteous, possibly better than just adults because you know they then succumb to to greed or curiosity or just want to steal. So, yeah, her parents I feel like... do have names though. They yeah, do. they do. Yeah, they yeah, do. They do. <clears throat> I feel like there's definitely a dig at at, at like parenting in general it feels like like Mm -hmm. they're unable to listen to her even though she's totally right about how they should not be there and they should leave and they shouldn't have gone in she Um, finds her voice in this film you know she finds how to be independent and like confident with her self or in herself i guess yeah um I also wanted to talk about kind of something that Miyazaki does a lot in his films, and that's 
a bunch of foreshadowing and he does it through language and he does it through like all it's usually all visual visualization in his films he does this and i i did a little research on it because i just thought it was so cool um and this is another thing how he integrated different cultures and this actually takes and so he breaks down Japanese characters, kind of shortens phrases, but he also takes from chi- the chi- like um, Chinese characters from mixed, I guess, languages. They have a few mm-hmm. dialects over there. Yeah, um, it's very infused. But yeah, so he has some of that influence as well. So there are um, Chinese characters as well in these buildings. And so he mixes it up, but um, I want to talk about some of the characters and phrases that are on the buildings not that i can understand them but from my <laughs> search don't butcher, that I've done don't butcher the pronunciation well i'm gonna do the translation of what it's what it is in english because okay. i don't <laughs> um but some of one of them is on one of the restaurants and it translates to bitter like literally to bitter meat um which in this case it it also relates to i think there's another phrase that like requires a personal sacrifice and i think that sacrifice comes from the parents turning into pigs <laughs> um and also there's a, another building that has a phrase that translate or the phrase means to lack moral backbone which could also relate to the parents just like feasting on something that isn't theirs they didn't have inv- an invitation to do so um and you know and these things you know when you look and watch the film uh Jihiro's looking at the building she's looking around she's feeling nervous at these like weird stone statues and at the buildings it's a deserted amusement park or town she sees these characters and these phrases on the buildings they're really weird they um her father turns down an alleyway and it's framed like on each side on the left side on the building it um has a character that says heaven and on the right side it has a character that translates to devil uh, um, so this is just something that um you know Chihiro she notices these things she has this uneasy she's like y'all let's get out of here <laughs> um and there's also I read there are uh yeah, different characters that foreshadow um, pig, actually. Um, uh, like pig under roofing or under the roof, which gives the idea of like pig and family relation. Um, but also uh, what I read with connotation and, you know, mm-hmm. being able to connect it to really everything going on. Uh, also death as in grave. So death equaling like grave of it um so that's definitely a daunting foreshadow because death yeah. and all that stuff is definitely leering over her parents because you yeah. definitely like i will go butcher your parents right now try me yeah yeah <laughs> you because, know what is, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah which i i love how um he integrates different cultures i mean from different languages yeah, no, this, and... this move is an amalgamation of just different mythologies and everything so mm-hmm and the language of it too, and it's all visual in, in the animation. 
And, you know, if you know the language, you're able to point it out. That's a layer that we miss, unfortunately. Yeah, I I went back on it because, you know, thinking about it, she's so on, like, unease. She's... Mm. She's nervous about it. She doesn't like it there, which might be because she already has this connection to the spirit world through Haku from her, like as a young child, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the river. Maybe she, maybe that's part of it. But another part, yeah. she's paying attention, whereas her parents are like, "Cool, I smell food." <laughs> um, yeah. But she's just very perceptive, whereas her parents are very oblivious. Yeah. That, that was a good analysis. Um, I mean, I yeah, I don't have anything else to add. Um, I mean, I think we've covered the um, the significance of this film at length. Um, we've talked the I don't know about the influence it's had, but it certainly had its um, impact on American culture. I think I, I I don't know if this is true, but like it definitely made anime more well accepted um, in the West. Yeah, I, yeah. Like that this that is actually thing. precisely what it did. It was one of those things where it was a film that was really accepted internationally. It did very well you know, in places like America and other countries, which, as you said, made anime more kind of respected and people um, you know Interested accepted in... it as well into the world. It was like kind of groundbreaking for animation at the time. Yeah. Um, because I I went and I double checked research. It is completely hand drawn. He's just like Miyazaki's just really great at what he does. Um, but mm-hmm. that's what really broke that barrier. Because around that time, most people are integrating computer generated, and so he he took animation, he put it on the map for Japanese animation, and I mean it was just it was something that you watch it and you're like, wow, this is it's beautifully done yeah it um yeah um someday i hope to go to japan and go to the Miyazaki museum because or the studio Ghibli so museum cool. so cool. it it is uh it is mostly hand-drawn yeah it's like <laughs> it's 90- not it's not completely hand-drawn it's mostly almost like every 95%. source almost every source that i said said it was Soft not computer generated was yeah, I uh, know. Oh, I'm, soft I'm, image three D. I mean, that's, that's probably that's computer. Yeah, that's yeah. computer. <laughs> it, 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 the 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 sources that I'm seeing that don't get into the specifics of how much was hand drawn and only say that it was a hand drawn film are the sources that are talking about how it's the only hand drawn animated film to receive the mm-hmm. Oscar for best animated feature. Yeah. Um, because they don't they don't get deeper than just saying it was hand drawn. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the stuff the sources that I'm seeing that go a little bit deeper than that do bring up the fact that it was like mostly uh, hand drawn. Mm. So mm. yeah, so what I'm saying is or not saying what I'm seeing now um, with this new source, there's like kind of two different ideas <laughs> of using yeah. computer generation ones used to manipulate hand-drawn images that add like different visual and side effects or special effects sorry whereas the second one's animators draw directly on the computer i think this one takes from hand-drawn images which would be the case for when she's running through um 
the flowers. Oh, there's yeah, also okay. other there's other parts as well, and I think that's where the in my brain like completely hand drawn. You would be correct that there is computer um, yeah, the weeds gener of the generated the in grand there. scheme of things. The animation's still great. Computer or not, still great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. Miyazaki keeps delivering some some great stuff. I think yeah. think we hit most everything. I would I don't want to hit everything everything because I do yeah. want to encourage people to watch this movie for themselves. Um, uh, I don't know. Keep our theories and yeah theories and analysis in mind. I guess uh, it's very. All right, you can also watch the apparently planned stage adaptation. Of Spirited mm -hmm. Away that's going to be premiering in Tokyo in 2022. So you yeah. could you could watch that. And it's um, a book or a novel. Thing. I, yeah, because that's what it's based on. There's a second one too. They just never did a yeah. movie on it. Um, so you can read that as well if you're interested. Definitely a rewatchable sure. movie. One of my favorites by far. Um, I don't know. Uh, so yeah. go watch this movie if you haven't before. Uh, it doesn't matter that we explained it to you. It's still interesting to watch. Um, follow us on Twitter at NotJustAnyPod. Uh, there you'll find information on this podcast as well as our uh, role-playing game stream, Not Just Any RPG. Um, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, hey, you know, if you're listening to this, don't, don't, don't you dare forget, don't you dare forget to rate us five stars on Spotify if you're listening to this, or on iTunes, or on Apple Podcasts, or, yeah, you're whatever you're listening on. Please, yep. it makes us happy. Um, please, <laughs> um, Spotify just added the feature to do it, so you better do it. I, yep. uh, yeah, Saranara Prometheus. Oh my god, oh my god. Okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs>